The Sportzilla Show starts now. This is Bill Belichick, coach of the New England Patriots. He's won six Super Bowls. How? He cheated. It's the Sportzilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. My biggest concern overall is that Bill Belichick voted yesterday. You got to vote. You got to participate in the process. It was election day, so intermingled with reading about sports obsessively, you couldn't escape all of the election stuff yesterday, Scoop. I stayed up late watching the coverage, but let me just interject. Yes. That at my polling place, I'm not going to call them out. But you know how you have that little cubicle you go in where you fill out the ballot and you fill in the little circles and you have a little coloring project? Of course. In that little booth there, that little cubicle, there was all kinds of campaign materials, flyers. Somebody left some propaganda. Looked like uh, even maybe a radio commercial script or something that somebody had copied and pasted off a candidate's website. And I'm like... Isn't that illegal? Or did some little old lady have it and just kind of leave it there? There was a lot of it. I thought, and, and all the, God love them, all the people at my polling place, very tired. Yeah. It, I didn't vote until the end of the day. They were exhausted. You went last night too? Yeah. So did I. I went with uh, my second oldest, Raindrop, who is 21. My oldest didn't participate in the voting process. She has in the past, but she says, I only do it when it's for the president and things like that. So the off-year elections, I don't. I guess she's not interested in. She goes, well, you, you know, I don't really, I'm not really that up to date on these candidates. And I'm like, just ask. <laughs> I'll fill you in. We won't discuss that here, who we voted for, but you got to be part of that process. Even athletes go out and vote. They do, right? Got to elect your representatives and things like that, whether it's in unless the, we're dealing with a game at that time. Lo, it, whether well, whether it's in our local governments or, of course, all the way up to the top. Yeah, I suppose so. we got early voting now, absentee voting, so it's easier now than ever. It would work out with the timing of the game, Syracuse's game tonight, to kick off the season against Virginia. But if it was a seven o'clock tip off, and you know, getting out of work here with us in radio at the time that we leave, I'd have a. A dilemma. I don't know. Do I go watch the game? I mean, this is a big game. It's Virginia defending national champions. I I would be torn. I'd want to participate in the process because it's just sports. You can always listen on the radio. But this is Syracuse basketball. That's what I would have to do. I would have to listen on the way. Commercial break. Let's run in really quick. Hopefully nobody's in line. Rush back out. The one thing I could say about when you go to the polling place, did you notice they had real fresh Sharpies? To fill out the ballot. Oh, they were nice. You could, I mean, this, you'd open it up and, whoa, that's strong. Get that little high from the uh, Sharpie ink there. I'm like, whoa, that's amazing. But like, I understand, I actually understand people who complain about voting and saying that they don't want to vote. They're all bums. I get that because really, a lot of times you're either voting for donkey poop or elephant poop. Yeah. Let's be honest. There was a couple of different terms for those that are South Park fans out there. They did an episode on elections before with some different terminology that's not quite suitable for the Sportzilla show here. Great episode. On ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Did your uh, Sharpies have caps? Mine didn't. It did. Well, here's the funny thing, too. You see athletes using Sharpies to sign autographs all the time, but we use them all the time. I always have one with me at the radio station. But just out of habit and always needing to have a pen or something to write with, I finished the ballot, 
and I looked to see if my if my daughter's done filling out hers, and I started to put the sharpie in my pocket. Just and then I'm like, oh wait a minute, that's not my. I don't want to steal that. I, don't know I, many, I almost did the same thing. I almost walked off with their sharpie. It's it's like uh, it's like you know, hey, you got a light, and then you put your somebody's lighter in your pocket or something like that. People do that all the time. I had a a friend back in the day who used to have a fishbowl because it was like his goal. He didn't even smoke. He just would ask people if they, he could borrow a light. Hey, I'll bring it back to you, and then he would collect them. I mean, hundreds of them. It was it was kind of funny actually. <sighs> we got hoops tonight. We got a party going on. Yeah, I'm excited. It's back. I had to. I thought about it last night. Guess who's back? What am I wearing? Jimmy's back. Jimmy's back. Tell a friend. <laughs> I, I'm like, what do I wear? I got to have something orange. I've got so many different choices, but you get one thing, it doesn't go with another. And then I get the nod in the morning from Mrs. Rain that I, you can't wear that with that. But I mean, orange is not a fashion statement really anywhere except I, in central New York. I do like that shirt, though. You got the big. Orange S on it, caution, 2-3 zone ahead. That's cool. I like the, that. You want to see the back? I'll even it's turn it. has got something on the back. There you go. See it? To drive at your own risk. Yeah, drive at your own risk. I like that. Gonna it's be, sharp. Going to be playing. This was a, a T-shirt giveaway that Galaxy that owns us did a few years ago. I have so many shirts. I think I – didn't I give you some yes, shirt? You, yes, you have. A few years ago. Uh, you got anything orange on today? I am not wearing any orange presently, but I will – be in a watering hole to watch the game tonight. Well, you're excused, and that's kind of what I was alluding to in the fact that if you're a native of Central New York and you're you're born and raised in this area, Syracuse game days, it's you just it's almost subconscious. I got to have something Syracuse related, or if you can't wear it to work for whatever reason, you make sure you've got something immediately when you get home. That's what you change into. I have orange shorts at home. Yeah, I couldn't wear them today because it's forty three degrees out right now. But I'll be wearing them at the house. I have some orange on my socks. I have some orange on my sneakers that you may have seen. I have the orange shirt on today. And I'm always orange because I have the salt and paprika beard. So there's a little ginger in there. Um, I I bleed orange. I'm hyped about this. Just as a fan, removing myself from being a broadcaster, I look forward to this day. And it's one of those seasons with SU football being what they've been for a long time. It's basketball season. And it's not a cream puff to start the schedule, Scoop. Yeah, and you know, the women didn't start with a cream puff either last night. I mean, they were trailing in that game, eventually beat Ohio University. Did so, you did you see Jim's other son dropped like 24 points? Yeah, against Binghamton for uh, Cornell last night in Ithaca. It's a good day for the Bayheims. I got to find what's uh is Hope, it uh, Buddy has a good night. I think so. He's he's gotten stronger. He's better better you know, ball handling, dribbling the ball, maybe creating his own shot, and he's clearly a great three-point shooter. First couple of games, the jitters, the nerves. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you grew up in the dome like he did. It's the first couple of games, but man, he settled in and had a great freshman year. I found the article interesting at Syracuse.com where they talked about how the orange, I think it was there, uh, maybe it was Qs.com or something, but how they got an extra pra- practice in on the dome floor and in the dome so they could get used to the entire environs of the place oh yeah that makes sense it's it's a different line of sight to shoot in that building than anywhere else most other places they're a lot smaller scoop and so what you see in the backdrop and then their depth perceptions different i mean it's a huge cavernous facility if if you're trying to shoot the basketball i have to think for somebody like joe gerard it's been an adjustment too and when they go on the road the line of sight's going to be different than it is when you're playing at the carrier dome 
Yeah, absolutely. And from where you practice, too, it's entirely different. You have to get used to that. The more time you get doing that in that area and that with the backdrop and what you're looking at when you're shooting, the more you have time-wise to do that and get used to it, the better. I wonder if that's something that maybe Coach or, you know, McNamara or Rad, Coach Red Autry, if they warn players maybe it's something they really work on in practices or in side sessions at practice. You know, a lot of the guys go in early or at different times to, to work on their game. I wonder if that's something that they're cognizant of and they focus on that. And that's something that, listen, this is what you're going to see. This is, it's different. So try this, or this is how it worked for me. I mean, these guys played there too. So obviously, I mean, Jim never played in that building. He's coached in that building. We never played in that building. So obviously it's, it's going to be a perspective they had that these new kids didn't. And I, I don't know if that's something that even comes into play or if they work it out in their own scoop. Well, the freshmen on the team definitely have an adjustment to make. Mm-hmm. And so you want to give them time in there to get acclimated. So an extra practice is a good thing, I think. There was a, a Noons Magician had an interesting piece, Scoop, about Jalen Carey. And I know you read it. And it was more the human side of, of his life story, a little bit of some bio, uh, some bio and, and background. And he's from... Harlem, New York, which in our next segment we talk about the NBA, we're going to debate whether the Mecca is New York or Chicago based on some words a certain player said. But he's representing New York City, and he's in his second year now, and he is the incumbent or the heir apparent to the point guard position at Syracuse. He's had some pretty good ones over the years. Uh, but then you got Bryson Goodine and some others that might be in that role. And this is one of the keys to the success of this team. If he is really taking the next step this season – I mean, we're going to start to see some of that tonight and get this question answered. We're going to find out what happens without Pascal in the middle. There's just questions to be answered, and then there's some guys that we know. Elijah Hughes, we know what he can bring to the table in a more prominent role. Can Bay stay out of foul trouble and stay healthy? You know, these are the things we don't know yet. How much will these young players grow into these new roles that are being thrust upon them? I think that there's some good depth, and there's clearly some upgrades in shooting this year. It's the key to the game now, glue guy. It really is, shooting the three. You've got to do it. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think uh, how these coaches coach that and tell these guys when they can and can't launch these threes is going to be a huge deal. And, and I also I always laugh at the arguments about recruiting. Syracuse can't recruit. And, you know, it's been a little bit different since a certain coach went out to Washington, Coach Hopkins, and... You don't always get the best guys here. And why Why does Duke and North Carolina and Kentucky and Kansas and Calipari, why do they get these players? Well, there's this thing called snow that really impacts that. And there's also you're going to recruit players that fit your system or how you want your system to develop. The way Syracuse plays offensively is not necessarily the same as it has been in years past. Jim is smart enough to evolve with the game, and Jim knows he needs a different type of player. They've also got to fit in – you know, if you're long and athletic and can work that 2-3 zone, the defensive side of the ball also matters, too. So there's certain guys, and he sees them, and then he wants them to be clay. He's got their basic game, and he knows he can mold them into what he needs to be successful. And that's the key. He's molding this throughout the season as the season progresses. So this work of art, this thing he's making, isn't done yet, which is why what we say see on an opener, for example can be very, very different from when it's bubble time and if you're getting into the tournament and 
look, there's not a lot expected of this team at this point in time by the national pundits, right? However, that all depends on how these guys grow into their new roles on the team and what they're able to achieve and what is their ceiling. These are questions we don't have answers for yet. Is it fair to say, as an analogy scoop, that we live in a microwave society and building a basketball team, it's it's kind of like a stew. You've got to let it slow cook and simmer and it gets tastier and tastier and you want to peak at the right time. You need to get this team from day one, from the first practice, even in the off season, the process starts to the next season. Get them a little better every day and a little better every day. And then you want to be peaking when you get to tournament time. And that's when you really want that team. You want to when you get that bid, get into the tournament. But that's when you want your team playing the best and you go on a run. I do love me a microwave burrito at about three in the morning after, you know, entertaining. So we live in a microwave society as long as it's yeah, a, a burrito. Yeah, baby. As, well, if they come out a mi- burrito. So you need Syracuse to come out as a microwaved 3 a.m. beef burrito tonight, and that would be perfect. I want that, and I want them to be the full-course meal at Dominic's. Yeah, absolutely. Now, look, I only want everything. A little bit of everything? Only everything. Give me everything. That's all. That's all I want. You get in there tonight. Everybody's clapping to that first basket because you know we've been doing that. It dates back to 77. We've all read that article. Want to win tonight over Virginia? That's all I want. You score quick, and then you just keep scoring, and they suck, and we blow them out by 20, and then we get into the next game against Colgate. Ooh, that sounds good. That's what we want. Hopefully I'm going to put happen. that on my burrito. Let's see if it happens. We're going to take our first break. NBA next. Uh, something we alluded to in this segment will be discussed in the next segment. ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. It's the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. Join ESPN Syracuse for a special watch party of the Syracuse basketball opener tonight versus Virginia. Lawrence Moten, Eric Devendorf. Roosevelt Bowie joining Seth Goldberg in our Armory Square studios and reacting live to the action during the game. Watch the show live on twitch.tv slash Talk starting at 845 tonight. Syracuse taking on defending national champs, Virginia. Going to talk a little NBA and uh, there's a piece in the New York Times today. Headline, are the Phoenix Suns for real? NBA takeaways two weeks in and the opening sentence... Uh, makes me chuckle. Devin Booker went off the other night. The Golden State Warriors are about one injury away from heading down to the local YMCA to find someone to fill a roster spot. And yet they managed to beat the Portland Trailblazers Monday night. They sure did. There's some interesting storylines in, in the league this year, Scoop. I mean, I, I read, I read through the article that you gave me from the New York Times and it's tough to argue against it because this is not what I expected. So I have a tidbit about the uh, Warriors as well. Tim Roy, who is the Warriors broadcaster, he tweeted out, tonight is a rematch of last year's Western Conference semifinals. Golden State won that series in six. Tonight, the Warriors will not suit up a single player from that who scored a point in that series. That's wow. Re- it's remarkable. Look at their starting lineup right now with Kevin Durant being gone, Clay Thompson being out with a knee, Steph Curry's now out because he broke his hand. You're like, whoa, who are these guys? This is, it's almost like a reflex action to just know the roster because for half a decade they were a dynasty dominating the league. 
and winning three championships, losing two, but they're in the finals every year. And all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, is that the Golden State Warriors or is that their G League team? It's like, wow, it's crazy. It, it, thinking about that Pelicans game the other day, they, they always leave Steph Curry popcorn in his locker when he goes on the road as a courtesy. It's his favorite snack. Did you read that? And then, bang, he goes, he gets his popcorn. The next thing you know, he breaks the hand and he's out. He's got a lot of time to eat popcorn and not shoot threes. Well, that's another piece that I read about the NBA. And the gist of it was the NBA is not very fun right now. That was the title. Yeah. And, and one of the things they discuss is the injury to Steph Curry. He's beloved. Kids love him. I mean, I somehow shooting the three really resonates with peripheral fans and even rabid fans of the game. And, and so he's a he's a guy who's doing TV shows now. He's you know he's in the entertainment business in addition to being this basketball star. But he's hurt. We don't have him. We had the specter of the whole China controversy hanging over the league. And the whole idea was that. Coming into the season, this was supposed to be a much more fun year. We didn't have the prospect and the shadow of free agency of Durant and Leonard hanging over the league and where these guys were going to move and who's going to go where. And it's supposed to be fun this year. You think you see, even with the roster changes and and the injuries and what whatnot with Golden State and what they're dealing with, as far as Steph, Steph is concerned, you're exactly right because he's one of those players within the National Basketball Association that you'll tune in when NBA basketball is on, even with all of that being considered, because Steph Curry is playing. Because you want to see him have one of those games where he hits 10 three-pointers or something like that. Who are those other guys for you right now, if I could just derail you for a second? For me, Joel Embiid is one of those guys. LeBron is one of those guys. Absolutely. Kawhi Leonard is one of those guys. You're checking off my list Which right Kawhi now. Which Kawhi will not be playing tonight. Is this a load management load game? Load management. Oh, Nationally televised against the Milwaukee. I can't. Against... The Greek freak, and you can't have those two guys on the court. That's another reason. That's another, uh, it's a black mark on the NBA because that's a reason I would tune in. Now I'm like, yeah, I want to see the Greek freak, but you know he's going to go off. There's no challenge on the other side and watch, watch the Clippers end up winning this game. Antetokounmpo is also one of those guys who's a must, much, must watch guy, but. But man, but then throw in the Kawhi matchup with that. That's even more glamorous. I want to see that. Can I just say that I snicker every time I hear the words load management? Me too. Like a little 14-year-old. Like Beavis. That's a, that's a stupid terminology and, a, and an even dumber thing that they're doing now. I don't quite understand you why. You know when you go out and you walk the dogs tonight, you could do a little load management out in the yard. I have to bring the plastic bag with me and, and, or the scooper if we happen to go up the road far enough. You're like Kawhi Leonard, man. Oh, man. I, doing some load management. You're Kawhi Leonard tonight, aren't you, Charles Wallace? That's one of my three dogs' names. He's not a basketball player. LeBron James, since you brought him up, I got a couple of uh, couple of stats, little stat boy information for you here. Third straight game with a triple-double tied for the longest streak of his career. That's where he is right now in his game. They are 6-1. and one. First Laker with three straight triple-doubles since Magic in March and April of 1987. He did it for four straight games. The pressure's on LeBron. So he's washed up is what you're saying. Yeah, he's, he's washed up. He He's, he's old. He he's should retire. Dedicated. Dedicated. He's, he's fresh right now. He's fresh right now. He's dedicated to reclaiming his throne. He doesn't want the argument that Kawhi Leonard has surpassed him because it's 
I mean, he's the guy. Kawhi Leonard is an amazing basketball player, and he's right in his backyard in that same market. So you know the the competitive nature of those two. He wants that. LeBron wants that bad. He thrives on that. But you know, another thing that LeBron is dealing with is he's in the shadow of Kobe. Yeah, of course. Still he is. with Lakers fans and Kareem and Magic and Showtime and Pat Riley and all those rings. And they're looking at last season and they're he going. He didn't win those rings with them, Scoop. They're going, you got to put up or shut up for us Laker fans. Win a ring is a Laker. Oh my goodness. I mean, I still think the Cleveland one for what he did there going back to his hometown. That's an all time great NBA story, but winning one with the Lakers. Third franchise to get a ring. I mean, that's amazing. LeBron's got 39, 16, and 12, 21, 13, and 11, 30, 11, and 10 in his last three. All wins, by the way. It's even better when you get those triple doubles and you get the W because that's what's most important. You're 17 for LeBron. Still doing this. And it's even better when you got Anthony Davis alongside you. Who's been having some monster games. You know, I was talking to Matt before we got on the air. Glue guy, back me up on this. But, you know, you look at Michael for example, who is clearly the benchmark for the Jordan, league. by the way. Michael Jordan, yes. Do I have to say Jordan if I go with just one name? Well, you might be talking about Michael Carter-Williams. Oh, yeah. Every basketball fan assumes that. <laughs> Michael Jordan, number 23 on the Chicago Bulls. I believe he had a – did he have a different – no, he had the same number on the Wizards. I think, I think it was the same. First thing I think of is when he was on the Wizards, not his time with the Bulls. But at age 35, pushing 36, he won the third – or the second of his three and threes, he was still playing at a very high level, not prime age. You can't expect LeBron to be 28-year-old LeBron anymore, but 35-year-old LeBron in year 17, if healthy, I don't know if he's the best basketball player in the world, but he's still pretty damn close. And with the right team and the right teammates, and they had a couple of injury issues where guys are coming back, they're going to get stronger, and they have the best well, record in the NBA right I now. I think for once, LeBron finally has a supporting cast that can help him. When he joined Miami, Dwayne Wade's knees were shot. Chris Bosh wasn't put in a good position to win. Chris Bosh was never as good as when, he was made out to LeBron be. When LeBron had Shaq, there was nothing left in the tank. No. The dude couldn't play at, at key games when they could have advanced. You know, he just, Shaq had nothing left, which... I would have loved to have seen LeBron with, with prime a, Shaq, with a younger Shaq, a more a healthier Shaq. Did you guys hear? What, and Kyrie Irving, we both know he can't carry the load. He's not the guy. Is uh, lo, this is a different use of the word load? It's not load management. Correct. Okay, I hate that term. I agree with you guys one hundred percent. Danny Dimes. But KD, we're not talking about football right now, glue guys. Stay focused. Talking basketball. KD, of course, uh, the the trade, actually, to the Los Angeles Lakers to join LeBron has got them playing very well. But the debate that we teased a little bit for you in our first segment of the SportZilla show was New York or Chicago. What's the mecca? It's long been kind of assumed, and everybody says, oh, New York City is the mecca of basketball. Well, KD disagrees. They asked Doc Rivers about it, the coach of the Clippers, and he says, no, it's not New York. It's Chicago. AD yesterday said that Chicago is a mecca of Yeah, he's right. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's not even a question. No, I really believe that. Not here? No, Chicago is the <laughs> mecca of basketball. Specifically, Chicago provides a piece of is the mecca. Uh, but the mecca of basketball is absolutely Chicago players. You know, New York gets all the rub, which I don't get. Uh, but Chicago is, it's not even close. 
it's not close. I just will say this one thing about Doc Rivers' voice. He sounds like you're going to walk down the street and he's going to pop out of an alleyway and go, you got a dollar, I need to get some wine. I'm not even going to lie to you, I'm get some wine. He's kind of got that voice. I love Doc Rivers. I do, too. He's a great basketball coach. Doc Rivers is a great basketball coach, won a championship for the Celtics. That's why. You're biased. Correct. If he won a championship for anybody else, you wouldn't care as much. Well, I wouldn't know him. How would you not know Doc Rivers? Well, oh, yeah. Do you follow other teams, coaches, as well as you do your own? He Come on. Pl- he, Speaking of he Knicks played, fan. He played before the glue guy's millennial time. Speaking of Knicks fan, how do you feel about the fire Fisdale chance that um, are happening? I'm a little bit torn because I like what Fisdale with the Knicks is doing as far as relating to his players. I suppose he's what you call a player's coach. However, I question his use of players, his rotation. I question his X's and O's and adjustment ability. And he has a different roster than he had when he had that one year in Memphis before it went bad with Gasol. Mark Gasol, I think it was. Yep. But it, the expectations of what he is as a coach doesn't work with the lineup and roster and dumpster fire that the Knicks are. I can't quite wrap my head around what kind of coach they need because they've kind of had so many different versions. But then again, they've had really no roster stability for so many seasons. It seems like every year they're blowing it up and starting again. And start- well, you know, in Memphis, he had Mike Conley. Yes. He had Zach Randolph. Exactly. And he had Gasol. So Three he, big pieces that could carry a team. And then you supplement with here. I mean, who's the guy? R.J. Barrett, but he's a rookie. And, yeah, he looks really promising. And I'm very happy that they have him. I hope it's long term. I thought they'd have Porzingis as a building block as well. That made... Well, that gave some more options, and and a guy who, when healthy, can perform at an elite level, they don't have that. Now, Julius Randle is nobody's superstar to lead a team. He's not. He's a. I don't even know if he's second tier. He might even be third tier. He's a complementary piece on a good team. They moved him out, obviously, and here he is. I'm like, that's not the guy that's going to lead us to the promised land right now. So in some senses, do they need a fresh voice? I don't know. Or do you give them a chance? Maybe they can grow this very young team together. Maybe he does have a plan, but you you want to see at least a little bit of it start to come to fruition. You want to see pieces of it starting to click and work. It's not all going to come together at once, but it's frustrating. And I don't know if I want to go to the extreme of firing them quite yet. Let's at least get to our Christmas full day of NBA basketball. But it's I'm tired of them being a joke. I am. And yeah, okay, I'm done. And they've, well, look, now you've got frustrated Bro- Brooklyn competing for the hearts and minds of the New York basketball fan. But until- and it's been a desert for for the Knicks for so long. Boy. They're laughing. And the stock. ownership is an issue, and people don't like the ownership, and the cash register just keeps ringing for them, but they can't get anything working. That's the problem, though. More than more than the coach or anything else, it's a Mickey Mouse organization. It's just like Dallas. And I know Dallas Cowboys fans will get mad, but Jerry Jones is the problem. It's just not the type of person you want leading a massive organization like that. And you, you're smiling, but you agree with me. See, I am. You see what he's doing there? He's he's getting a little jab in at the Cowboys. Oh, he cause, is. Because, you know, he's he's hurt over Monday night. I'm butthurt. I am. I'm deflecting. <laughs> I, I, I totally it. are. I'm projecting. Totally. I totally am. That stupid black cat. 
Uh, that's stupid so, black cat's fault. Bad luck. We were winning nine to three. It's the black. You know something though? The black cat was there. R.J. Barrett from the Knicks was at that game on Monday night. It something had to happen. Did, did the cat run across his leg in the tunnel before it ran out onto the field? Did R.J. Barrett bring? Did R.J. Barrett bring the? It's probably the team's cat. It's probably the Knicks cat because you I, know there's black cats running in front of all of them because everything go I, bad with the Knicks goes bad. I still say that's a Jersey swamp cat that somehow got in there to eat hot dogs that were laying around. So you were talking about Fisdale getting fired. I think it's about what management expects. It's, Do they expect you guys to be a playoff team? I don't think so. No, realistically, no, I don't think so. So I think they'll let him stay the season? There's there's good people in place in basketball operations. The problem is... Dolan leaves the hockey side of MSG alone and lets the Rangers do their thing. They're building a good thing there. The basketball side, he knows basketball more. He's more involved in that. He says he's not going to meddle with things on the basketball side, but he does. And just like Jerry Jones, before you guys got me off topic, he's the problem. Ownership and it's mismanagement from the top down with the New York Knicks. That's why they're absolute garbage. I will make a prediction. Oh, no. Browns coach Freddie Kitchens will be fired before Fizdale. I think that's a good idea. You know what? Hey, why doesn't he come over and coach the Knicks? Could he really do any worse? Yes! 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 Yes, he could! You do not want this! You don't want Freddie Kitchens? You don't want Freddie Kittens as your your coach anymore. Freddie Kittens. You gotta be Freddie Kitten me. Kitchens can't cook. So let me let me guess. The answer was yes to that question. We're going to take a break. We've got a few tidbits on the Syracuse Crunch, some more NFL to talk about. It's all on the way on the SportsZilla Show, ESPN Radio, 97.7 and 100.1. It's the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio, 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. So following... Syracuse's win over Virginia tonight. Seth Everett's going to take your calls. You can hear reaction from Roosevelt Bowie. I like that. And you will hear Jim Beheim's press conference. Burdick Lexus and Burdick BMW basketball post game show right here on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. I hope it's a good press conference. I do too. We'll see. It depends on the outcome of the game. It really does. You do know that the Heim gives out full-size candy bars at his house. We've all seen that by now, right? Was that the Halloween thing he does? That was an ex- That's just an expectation now. You go, you're going to get a big Snickers bar or something like is, that. Is so, can I go, so, so can I go today? No, it's on Halloween. Oh, okay. okay, well, that's what I was hoping. Was prepare like, for next year. I thought maybe he was the candy man. You know? I was like, Scoop, we got to go on a road trip, man. There's just certain <laughs> things in life you don't generally turn down. Maybe you don't like a Snickers, but there's got to be a piece of candy that you want. It's like James Woods and family go, ooh, piece of candy. Snickers is a great candy bar, though, like in lieu of a sandwich. If you need something to keep you going, it really does satisfy. It absolutely does. Uh, my name is Scoop. I am available for a Snickers endorsement. You completely get hangry and aren't the same person if you haven't eaten anything. Have you seen those commercials? Oh, yeah. Those are fantastic. All right. I wanted to just clean something up as far as college basketball. We're hyped for the game tonight. It's a season opener for the Qs, but some other teams played last night. Kentucky beat Michigan State, that's two beating one. Kansas lost to Duke, that's four beating three. Louisville, number five, beats Miami. Florida, number six, beats North Florida, that's a cream puff. Maryland, 95-71 over Holy Cross, they're seventh. Gonzaga, eighth ranked, 95-64 over Alabama State. Uh, Where else are we? Uh, Number 10, Villanova, 97 over Army, 54. 
And there you have it. That's basically what happened in the top 10 of the N- of NCAA basketball. But but one thing happened yesterday that we did touch on that we've got to make sure we give you again, the ladies team. We were hyping up Coach Q yesterday, weren't we? Well, it looks like Syracuse women's basketball hopes a gutsy win over Ohio sets the tone for the season. That's the headline from Lindsey Kramer. He gave you a nice recap if you follow the ladies. That's a damn good program. It yeah, really is. Hillsman saying that they scheduled a tough game first on purpose. Wanted a tough game to be a good tune-up. And, you know, they they got out to a, uh, a – they were trailing, you know. They got out to a rough start. 22-10, Ohio University leading them. And then that, that nice three at the end of the first half. Mm-hmm. And then the Orange start the fourth with an 11-0 run and kind of put the game away. Seeing some some good basketball from Coach Q and those ladies, without a doubt. And, yeah, we got to root them on. we got to talk about them, what they're doing from time to time. The glue guy has some breaking news on Kawhi Leonard, actually, that we talked about in the last segment. So an NBA spokesman on Kawhi Leonard says... He is not a healthy player under the league's resting policy, and such is listed as managing a knee injury in the Clippers injury report. The league office is uh, consulting with the NBA's director of sports medicine about this. So they're lying. So basically, it's to give all a day off. Correct. They're lying. Don't believe it. Uh, he continued. He's comfortable with with the team's medical staff's determination that Leonard is not a healthy player and is not supposed to play in back to back games due to that injury. Really? That's a thing? That's a thing. So he will only play one of every two back-to-back games for the L.A. Clippers for the entire season? Well, as long as his, his knee injury is still continuing. Unless they be unless, the unless, knee healthy. Unless he wants to. You know, I mean, Right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to make it. To, ha, 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 ha. Well, you can gauge by the length of his laugh. Correct. The, the Kawhi laugh. I apologize. I don't have Kawhi's laugh. Right now in you front approximated of it fairly well there. Um, uh, 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 that's what he does. It's no joke. It's almost the Eddie Murphy laugh. <laughs> was that closer to Eddie? Um, maybe. No, no, that was crap. Not really sure, but I don't want you to do it again. No, I'm not going to do it again. We're going to talk about hockey now, as promised, to not bury the lead here. The lead here. Sports Illustrated Show, ESPN Radio, 97.7 and 100.1. Sharpen your skates. Tie them up nice and tight. Put your breezers on, and let's go Syracuse Crunch. Jim Sorosi, CEO, he's joined us before, will be with us on Friday to talk about and hype up Military Night, which is uh, on Friday. They're hosting Honorary Captain Airman First Class Leonard J. Graff, which I think is fantastic. He is 90 years old. Wow, you want to talk about a hometown military hero. I'm a sucker for that stuff. I have so much respect for guys that have served their country to give us the chance to talk about hockey. Fascinating life, this honorary captain you'll see Friday night has led. That They invited him to practice earlier today. 90 years old, was assigned to the 2nd Air Rescue Squadron in Okinawa, Japan, during the Korean War, and a lifelong hockey fan. Yeah, I saw that. One of the original group of investors back in 67 who brought the EHL's Syracuse Blazers to Q's and uh, was a youth hockey coach with the Mid-State Youth Hockey Association, co-owner and operator of Shove Rank Hockey Pro Shop. Bunch of beauties over there with the Syracuse Crunch. Stick taps to Jim, to Howard, to everybody in that organization. And, Mark, and top top to bottom, the players included. Uh, they've got Movember going right now. Check out their social media and website. 
it's it's something that actually I'm doing. If you want to go to my K Rock Rain pages, raising some money for men's health throughout the entire month. Some are growing mustaches, others are doing the no shave November. However you want to do it, that's what this month is all about. I just think that that's fantastic. And we're also going to ask him about the Hockey Fights Cancer Night coming up to benefit Upstate Cancer Center on November 16th and the X's and O's on the ice with the Syracuse Crunch. Jim Sorosi will be joining us on Friday, so plan on that. Crunch kicking off a stretch of six games in nine days on Friday. After Think a, about that workload. You talk workload management. No, you're not going to see hockey players take a game off for load management. You've got to... You have to incapacitate a hockey player well, you know, to get him off the ice. Really, you do. When you, you do. You do when you hear the, of the healthy scratch. Yeah. You know, that's kind of a load management thing sometimes. Nothing makes a hockey player matter than being a healthy scratch. I'm going to get in the next game. It's motivation. They can't stand it. And, and in the AHL, there's veterans limits in how many veterans or veteran exemplars can be on the ice any given game. And sometimes that is what comes into play with that. We're going to take a quick break. It's the SportsZilla Show, ESPN Radio, 97.7 and 100.1, NFL Next. It's the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio, 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. Going to talk a little NFL. One thing, if you're a Bills fan, you'll be interested in. They signed yesterday Corey Legit, who you might remember from the Raiders. I believe he played in San Diego as well. Defensive tackle. And a concern with the Bills has been the run defense we've seen over the last couple of weeks. Maybe there's a problem there. Well, that's one of the reasons they signed him. Now, how much he has left in the tank is a question as well, because he didn't exactly set the world on fire when he was with Oakland. they got to address something because they were an all-world defense up until basically a couple of games ago, and then it hasn't been the same thing. Everybody's... First four or five weeks of the year, he's going, wow, the Bills' defense is great. Well, you know, Adrian Peterson made him look bad in the first half last week, but then they kind of tightened that up for the yeah. second half. He didn't get nearly as many yards. They didn't even close in the second half. Is it a lightning in a bottle type of situation? Maybe he's got a little something left to help him for the rest of the season? I mean, I've got to figure that's what it is to plug a hole. Exactly. I, I think they're they're trying him out. What You know, they, you know, they, they got to do better than what they're doing. They're thinking, let's give this guy a try. Maybe he'll make some tackles, make some big plays for us. Former Jet Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic, tortured his old team, three touchdown passes, embarrassing Jets, hit rock bottom and lost to tanking Dolphins. Who's next for the Jets? Giants. Yeah. Can you imagine the hue and cry from Giants fans oh. if they get beaten by Fitzmagic? Oh, that's that's what I'm saying. Do you I, know I'm, how bad next Monday is going to be? It's going to be terrible. It's gonna, I'm gonna Rain's be... going to come in, sulking the whole time. No, no, no. You're already giving them the loss. You're J- right. Jets fans got to bring a black hat to the game. I'll be unbearable. Somebody's going to. Somebody's going to show up like that cosplay stuff in a giant black cat costume. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Just like the ghost showed up in Jacksonville to troll Sam Darnold when he said he saw ghosts when they played the Patriots. You know there's a fan that's going to do that. Oh, this black cat. I'm telling you. And I guess tight end Evan Ingram not going to play Sunday a midfoot injury. As I said, Giants. yeah, when that broke, I said you guys off the air. He's he's brittle. Then you don't have Sterling Shepard. I I know glue guy. You're like, well, maybe Saquon's slowly getting back up to 100. percent He might not have been there when they reactivated him after the high ankle sprain because it normally takes twice as long as it took him to come back. But my argument was, I just 
I don't like the way Shermer uses him. I don't like his adjustments. I'm, I don't like his play calling, his use of the replay, which was ridiculous on the pass interference because we discussed yesterday, and we all know they're not overturning those even if they're blatant. I just, he, he's, he's not making, he's, he might be a better coordinator than a head coach. He might just be one of those guys. I'm going to say this. It's going to disappoint you, <sighs> but I think that Shermer already thinks the season is a wash. So why kill your running back for future seasons? This season. You you really think he's doing that now? Maybe. Maybe why not? Saquon wants to play, though. Yeah? Don't you have to protect the players from themselves sometimes? Of course you when do. When guys are in concussion protocol, they're telling you, I'm good. And you're looking at him, you're like, you're not good. He had enough to break off that 65-yard run. I mean, there's something there, don't you think? You would think. But again, you got to save the player from himself. You know, you're making my anxiety go through the roof. Now I'm I'm nervous that the Jets, the the GD Jets might actually beat them. They beat Dallas. Dallas beat us twice. If it ends in a tie, will that be okay? No. Oh, wow. No. A tie. You, oh, that would be hilarious. You jerks are going to pay if they lose this game. You <laughs> jinx me. You're both a couple of black cats. The Sportzilla Show, ESPN Radio, 97.7. And 100.1. See you tomorrow at 3.